This is Self Life Love with Dr. K. Hey, you guys. How's everybody doing? Doing. 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 Okay, so I'm a little bit too excited. Um, and, and it's after midnight. But you know what? I am up. I put, you know, the kids to bed. And I was like, I'm going to do my episode because I meant to do it a few days ago, to be honest. I'm trying to do it once a week, you guys. So bear with me. I'm not going to be on hiatus and like do it once every month. I'm seeing like the the followings and oh my gosh, I'm loving it. Thank you guys. I know I say that every episode, but it's really cool to see like numbers increasing because at first I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this because I like doing it, even if I'm talking to myself, but people are actually listening. So thank you guys. So evidently I'm not the only one up. I don't know if you hear like the geese in the background, but they are talking and having conversations. But speaking about birds, so today I had Jesse come over. Big ups to Jesse. I had a pigeon problem in the corner of my roof. Um, he said there were like maybe three nests of pigeons and eggs. And I have to admit, I saw the eggs on the side of my house and I told her, you know, I was talking to the pigeons like every day because there was like a gang of them. And I was like, okay, who's ever having babies? I'll let y'all stay in my house because I'm a mom, you know, I get it. You need somewhere to, to nurture your babies and you need a nice place to, you know, chill. But you guys need to start paying some rent. And I mean, they started having parties, family reunions. I'm like, it was just getting too crowded. I'm like, they were, it was squads coming up everywhere. And I'm like, okay, no. They had the entourage. I'm like, okay, no, we're not doing this in my house. And so I had to call Jesse to come out and remove the pigeon. So I'm very excited. I no longer have a pigeon problem. They are some nasty birds. I mean, they're pretty, but oh my gosh, like they are messy. But, you know, I still kind of see them around. So sorry, pigeons, but you guys got to go. So, you guys, it is May, first few days of May, and it's Mental Health Awareness Month. That's what May is. And I wanted to talk about mental health. I recently had an experience of going to a therapist. Now, mind you, I'm a licensed therapist in dual states, and so I've been doing therapy as a clinician for gosh, like 15 years. I've been in behavioral health over 25, but specifically doing clinical work for about 15 or so. I also teach grad students that are in graduate programs to be licensed professional counselors at multiple universities. And so I enjoy doing that as well. So I'm, I'm really into the profession of mental health. I really want to talk about mental health more and really have the experience of not only as the clinician, but on the other side of the chair as the client. And what I really experienced was how awesome 
like mental health is. And I mean, I say that with the purest heart. I'm not biased whatsoever, just because usually I'm the one on the other side of the chair, but it was just such an amazing experience to really have that opportunity to talk to someone and be relieved. And I mean, when I sat in that chair, I just let it all out. I let it all out because I needed to and it felt good. Like it felt good to really talk to someone. I was okay. Like I probably talked more than than most um, because I mean, it didn't take me long to establish rapport with her because I was already, I already had a, a frame of mind that this is going to be my opportunity to really do what I need to do, talk about some things, get um, whatever feedback that I can, just so I can move forward, get some clarification, um, and again, just have that listening ear. And it was amazing. So mental health is just such a rewarding experience. And I really want to shed light and awareness on the importance of mental health. I mean, you have a mental health month, mental health week, mental health year. We take mental health days now. I've started doing that actually once a month on a Friday. I say I'm going to use that as my mental health self-care day. And I do that. I really enjoy taking time off to just do what I want to do, whether it's nothing at all, which most of the time I'm always doing something. But it's just the fact that it's a day that I don't have to do anything if I don't want to. So mental health days really do work. So if you guys have the time and you can get that in with your job, make sure that you do that. Don't wait until you have a plan or something going on. Make it a priority to do mental health for yourself and to do a mental health day at work. Also, just looking at certain areas of your life because mental health has such a stigma to it. We always think that just because you go to therapy, you can't control yourself or there's something wrong with you or you're quote unquote crazy. Well, no. You know, I want to destigmatize all of that because therapy is more like personal and professional development. That's what I'm looking at it for. I mean, people have their different reasons of going and a lot of times there are challenges, but you know what? All of us have them. That's the reality of therapy is that we all need it. <laughs> we all need therapy because we all have something that we could do better and be better in where we can become a better version of ourselves. And that's what I was looking at when I sat in that chair. I was online, of course, you know, telehealth is an amazing discipline now. Years ago when I was doing private practice, we didn't have telehealth. Now that we do, and I do that as well, it's it's such a convenient platform to be able to do therapy and, and provide support online. So that's kind of what I engaged in. And I mean, it was so convenient. Um, but again, 
therapy is for everyone and we all can become better. I tell my students that, you know, we all have to look at therapy with a certain lens and I encourage each of my students to go to therapy. And so as a professional, we're all encouraged to go to therapy. So it's just something that we say that we should do um, just to be a part of the profession, but also to understand what it's like on the other side. And not only that, but just having the understanding that again, it is about bettering ourselves and becoming a better version of who we are. So think of therapy like personal and professional development. Change your perspective and your lens on how you look at therapy because I'm sure there's at least one challenge or a struggle or a barrier, something that is hindering you from further progress that you can kind of address and examine. Some of the things that people tend to go to therapy for, I mean, it could be work-life balance, it could be stress management, um, depression, anxiety, marital issues, parenting, fertility, grief, loss, um, career development. Um, Gosh, there's so many different things. You could even go with your child um, or your spouse, even a friend. I mean, you could probably do therapy with a friend, kind of like family therapy, relationship therapy. Even there's peer support groups that you can attend. So if you don't want to just do individual, you can do group counseling. So you could sit around with other people kind of that have similar situations like you. And you can kind of have that fellowship and that support with one another. And you can hear similar stories. You guys can give positive feedback. And just to hear other people it kind of normalizes what you're going through. So you don't feel alone. You don't feel like you're just so disconnected and no one is is going through what you're going through. No one can understand you. All of those negative thoughts that we tend to challenge all the time, when you go to a, a group, it can be just comforting because you see other people there. I'm actually looking forward to doing a group My church has a group, um, like a life skills group, but I really want to go to a couple of other groups just to kind of sit and talk and just observe and, and participate and be involved. Usually, again, I'm the group leader. I'm the one facilitating the group, going over group expectations and and setting boundaries, doing icebreakers, activities, going over content, presenting psychoeducational material. It's like, I just want to sit and listen and, and be led. You know, as teachers, we have to be students as well. And having that humility and being humble of all the flaws that we have that we can perfect through development And so, again, it's all about perspective. It's really understanding that therapy is its better than cake. It is just, oh my goodness, I'm so glad that I'm in this field. And I feel like I am such a pioneer for it to where I can advocate for it. And I could be okay and say, hey, I went to therapy and this is great. Like, I'm having the time of my life. 
Um, I really wanted to start journaling too. Um, I've started writing a little bit more. Usually I'm writing about something other than just my thoughts, but I really want to look into journaling my feelings. I used to do it all the time. I'd have a ton of journals, but you guys, journaling really does work. So all you have to do is just think about anything. You could think about a question. A lot of times I'll tell my clients, you know, if they're telling me what they're they're going through and I'll think of a question that I think is really prevalent to what they just told me something really strong that can trigger some thoughts for them so that they can do some deep thinking so like if you're going through let's say a breakup um, you can say well what was it about the relationship that um, that took you to higher heights or um, where do you see yourself in five years outside of this relationship? What are some things you would like to do that you wanted to do within the relationship? Just some questions to kind of stimulate other thoughts, other um, thinking patterns. Because of course, with your thinking, that determines your behavior. So once you reshape and recondition your thought patterns, then you can change your behavior. And that's what therapy is. There's different types of theoretical approaches. Um, A lot of times, most of us use the classic CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. This is where you change your rational thinking into your, um, you know, your rational thinking into your rational thought process. So it's challenging those negative thought processes. And a lot of times you can do that by self-talk, positive affirmations, tapping into some of those coping skills that you may have, um, and using that time to really get to know who you are, look back into your childhood experiences, look back to your personality, things you did, things that you wanted to do, things you should have done, Um, look at any patterns of regret, things that you're excited about, um, things that made you joyful. It's really gaining that self-awareness, gaining that understanding of who you are. And really with therapy, the sense of self And having that solid foundation is like the ultimate goal. That's where you really can get your true self-awareness. Just like, let's say the Maslow's, Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs, where you have the triangle and you have the basic needs at the bottom and you have your self-actualization at the very top. This is where you can understand who you are. You, You know your value. You know what you like. You know your interests. This is where you really know and you can see the world and you feel comfortable in the world because you feel comfortable in your sense of self and your place in the world, your place in your environment. And it's a it's a place that takes work. It's a space that takes dedication and commitment. It's an element that takes a lot of understanding and and lack of, you know, because sometimes you have to not be so clear in order to gain clarity, you know, so it's okay to not know, just like it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not know. Sometimes what you want to do is be okay. And to know, and that takes development, learning, shaping, committing yourself, dedicating yourself, 
knowing what's best for you, knowing your coping skills, knowing your interests, your hobbies, being able to set clear boundaries, being okay with saying no, being able to be resourceful and get the resources that you need. If you need answers, research, Google them. I know Very Well Mind is a resource that I use a lot for um, psychological like articles and gosh, there's so many other websites. I mean, um, being a member of the American Counseling Association, I mean, there's a ton of resources that we use, but you know, Psychology Today, um, just start with a phrase or verbiage or a statement, even if it's what is therapy. I mean, a ton of information will come up. When you're choosing a therapist, choose the one that's best for you, male or female, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Native American, whatever you want, you get. It is okay to have a preference. The priority, the goal, the bottom line is that you're comfortable. And some people can sit with whoever, but if you're one that kind of, you have your preference, like I have a preference with a doctor, um, I'd rather go to female doctors than male doctors. Um, I think dentists though, I'd rather have a male dentist than a female dentist. It's just certain things I have a preference for, but you know, that's just with therapy. It's the same thing. Make sure that you're okay with your preference and get what you want. Um, if you have insurance, look on the back of your insurance card, see what you have and call it, call that number on the back of your insurance card and, and check for providers and check for co-pays and pays. Um, you know, there's a range in payment with therapy. Sometimes it's $65. It can go all the way up to over $200 an hour. It just depends on the person, on the expertise and, you know, the competence and kind of what they put into their therapeutic approaches. It just kind of depends. I'm really creative with mine, so, but I take both ends. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm on both spectrums of, of pay, on the pay scale. I've also done pro bono work. So, you know, you may can get pro bono as well. And now they have a ton of platforms that you can utilize for telehealth. You know, you have Talkspace, BetterHelp, you have Sondermine. Um, I think there's a few others too, so... You can always do that as well. And I think some of them, they have subscriptions. So you don't necessarily have to have insurance with some of those telehealth platforms. And they have video, they have audio, they even have text messaging now. So there are so many options. It's so convenient. It's not like it used to be where you'd have to make an appointment and put your clothes on and get ready, fight traffic and go sit in the waiting room until it's time for your session to begin. Now with telehealth, you can sit in your living room and sit outside, enjoy the fresh air and and do therapy. So therapy is just, again, it is really about bettering yourself. And what I learned in my experience is that I have a whole lot of losses. Um, And that's okay because I I do. (laughs) Like I knew that I had a lot of challenges as far as things that I was going through and I had 21 losses. So what my therapist did was she 
sectioned um, primary, secondary, and limbo losses. And 21 is a lot. And I'm not going to, you know, go through each of them, but it was just so many different types of losses over a span of a few years. I mean, even my, the death of my father was one of them. And even though this happened like, what, 15 years ago, it was still considered a loss. And so you can kind of see the spectrum that the amount of losses or the type of losses that it can fall within. So it doesn't have to be something that you're going through now, but it can be something that was somewhat severe, something really traumatic that you carry. And so carrying all of that just made me realize kind of the space that I'm in and why. And so it gave me permission to be in the space that I'm in because I have a reason to be. And now that I know, and now that I've gained that type of insight from someone other than myself, um, and I have that clarity from someone other than myself, I can kind of move some things around. So how I'm getting through dealing with the losses is that some of the losses you can't erase, like the death of a loved one. But what you can do is just make sure that you're tapping into coping skills, that you're making sure that you're supplementing those losses with gains. And so now, you know, I've kind of tailored my schedule to meet the demand of my career. So things that aren't as important can kind of get pushed to the side. And I didn't have a lot of those. I mean, having four kids and and a full-time job and, and numerous projects, I had to kind of compromise a little bit. So I kind of had to struggle with my therapist and as far as what I wanted to keep and what I wanted to remove. But I did find something that was most suitable for me. And that's what you do in therapy. You identify, you examine your life, look in your areas of of psychological well-being, spiritual well-being, physical well-being like your connections are you staying socially connected where's your spiritual foundation are you doing meditation to meet your emotional and psychological well-being needs Um, how are you working is that going okay what about your physical activity your medical health you know even sexual health all of those things all of those components really make a difference in your overall well-being Because it's about finding that homeostasis, that well-being of who you are so that you can have that self-actualization and that solid self-concept of who you are. And you can accept it and value because you know who you are. And that's the beauty too. Because when you know who you are, you know where you're going because you know where you've been. And it all pieces itself together and so when you think that things are in disarray sooner or later it just all falls into place even when you think you've fallen you've fallen right into place so therapy is really all about perspective It's about wanting to do and be the best version of yourself. 
living your life the way that you want to live it and being happy not just happy but having joy having peace not just what people see but behind closed doors you know really having that peace knowing your coping skills where whether it's taking a walk or listening to your favorite song dancing around the house playing with your littles or your cat or your dog or listening to the geese or the birds or fighting with pigeons (laughs) or talking to them you know it's just finding the little things finding those little moments and being brave being resilient doing what you feel you need to do for you that's the key is doing what you feel you need to do for you because in the end it's about you and when you you know when you know better and you think better you do better and everything is just better you feel so good about being better you feel so good about putting forth an effort and being better and then when you fall you fall you get up you dust yourself off and you try again because no one is perfect I don't care how high of a pedestal they try and put you on you are not perfect you are going to make mistakes I am not perfect. I am going to make mistakes. And when we make mistakes, we get up and we do better. And we try not to make the same one. They're teaching moments. This is life. This is what we do. When we fall, we get back up. As long as you get back up, don't stay down there. It's cold down there. Get up. Elevate. Get up. Dust yourself off and get up. And therapy can do it. I'm a really good therapist. I'll have to, you know, dust my shoulders off a little bit. I'm a really good therapist. And it's because I love this. I'm a great professor. I love this profession. Like, I love teaching my students how to do this and how to be the pioneers like I am honored to be a gatekeeper of of counseling so for mental health I hope that I've given you some awareness I mean even professionals we go to therapy and it's not about the stigma or the label or the diagnosis because they have to bill you have to be diagnosed with something and you know a lot of times we're just adjusting we're adapting but if there's depression there, then, then let it be what it is. If you need therapy, go to therapy. If you need, you know, medication management, go get medication management. If you want to do the holistic approach, do the holistic approach. Everyone's uniquely different and they need different things. I mean, we've all had a different walk of life. That's to be expected. Things are different for all of us. Like we're, we're all so very unique and our plan and our path is not going to be the same at all nothing is a cookie cut model not even therapy so we do therapy with the understanding that everyone is different 
and that everyone comes with a different experience, a different lens, a different belief system, a different worldview. So think about it, you know, do your research and hopefully, you know, you, if it's not therapy, it's doing something to better yourself and to create a better version of you. That's what life's about. It's about development, growth, and becoming better. Life and learning is a continuum. And it shouldn't ever stop. It should go on forever. This is Self Life Love with Dr. K. Ta da!